Tech Space Episode 2 Is GraphQLS come? It's Okbayan AY Here to talk about GraphQL API Let's see where rest has taken us And what GraphQL brings to us GraphQL is supposed to let REST to REST This is supposed to be the best Give REST API REST for REST What's 2196? When I heard that it exists And we're close to 2020 And REST still exists Come on GraphQL Be the best you're meant to be Come on GraphQL Be the best you're meant to be Yeah, hello everybody, it's TechSpace and this is episode 2 and today we'll be talking about why GraphQL is like a big scam. I'm Ayori Dekudoro and with me here is... Okpoy Mr. Alev. So, why do you think GraphQL is a big scam? Yeah, back in, let's say, when we first heard about GraphQL, was it 2016? Uh, GraphQL was like the talk of the time, everybody was saying it's going to do this, going to do that, it's going to take over the application development world and today uh, has it taken over yet yeah i remember then too almost everybody just want to jump to learning graphql and think software workers and big tech company like facebook and the likes they're trying to push to get everybody to use it so it's like every the cool thing to learn there was graphql but as time goes on uh, we think it's going to replace rest api but currently it's obvious that that's not going to happen yeah back then we were seeing articles everywhere people were saying yeah there's rest is going to be laid to rest just like the way um graphql laid down soup and um an XML to rest. Was it GraphQL that laid down so? Oh, look at me. Oh, I mean, just just like the way um, REST, um, REST uh, API laid um, soup and um, um, XML to rest. Um, we're thinking that GraphQL will lay um, REST APIs to rest. Too yeah, much. and it's been years now, and we're still here, and we're still building applications with REST APIs. Yeah, 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 you're right. So, Okay, anyway, you mentioned some. Um, we've mentioned some terminologies like uh, GraphQL, REST API, SOAP, XML. What exactly is GraphQL? Uh, for our audience that have no clue about this, so they can get into the mix of what exactly we're discussing this morning. Yeah, GraphQL is a query language for resources. So resources could be your database or it could be an API. So you can look at GraphQL as a query language for your APIs or for your database. So if I get you right, saying GraphQL sits upon your DB or API and gets the data you need. Yes, like a layer over your application that gets the data and give it to the client or gets the queries from the client and get the resources and get it back to the to the client. Okay, and, and for REST, REST API, it's it's more like they have a fixed structure. For example, you could have an endpoint that does create that all basic function of crude, create, read, update, and delete. Um, REST, REST API have those endpoints built into them and beyond that REST API can also call any other thing, any other data that you require um, anytime you need it. Um, so REST API have multiple endpoints for each of the data you want to collect but for GraphQL if I'm right, um, just one endpoint for all data you want to Yeah, collect. for GraphQL you just have an endpoint and you can write whatever query you do, write the structure of the query, <laughs> the structure of the result or the resources that you need 
then Gapio will get that video because you don't have to use gets or bulls or you can just use bulls for everything yeah, in 2016-2017, when GraphQuare came out, it really wowed us uh, because uh, for because of the way you can write your queries and can get your data, it's uh, quite easy. Yeah, and it's when it came out, it's basically we were like, wow, this is going to be great. It's, yeah. it's cool because it makes things easier. It's giving you documentation out of the box. It's giving you this and then uh, from the clients, you can write queries easily. You can just write the structure of a query more like a JSON and you get the results and all that. And it was just amazing. And we thought everything that is going to be cool, that it's going to take over, but today we're still, we're still using. Right. Yeah, we're really just going to take over the world, take the software industry by storm, displace REST, REST API from his, um, from his position. But as we said earlier, uh, that is, might not just going to happen. So now, um, um, one of the things, one of the things that really led to this. There's a discussion about GraphQL versus REST API. Why are people comparing them together? Why do why do people think GraphQL could take over from REST? And yeah, what do you think? Why do why do why do people ever consider the idea that GraphQL could take over from REST? Yeah, it's GraphQL makes things easier, as we said earlier. Uh, it's more like the way uh, when REST came in, it makes things easier than it was when we were using XML and so. So when GraphQL came in and, and gave us a different way to ask for our resources, we were like, oh, this, this thing is going to be great, so it's going to displace REST API the way uh, SOAP and XML was displaced. Yeah, just to help you, I think one of the major advantages GraphQL have then was that just one endpoint of everything. I think that really blew people away, that just one endpoint can get every data that I need. And both for, uh, for REST API, multiple endpoints to get different kind of data that you need. Then um, people also have this problem. I can remember then too, I was developing a couple of apps that I was using REST API for. And I usually, me wanted to change some values or how a particular endpoint behave and have to write another different version for the endpoint entirely. Uh, and so that makes me managing two endpoints for the same application, for the same product. And, and, and but with GraphQL, you can only get exactly what you need from where you need it yeah. and how you need it. Yeah, GraphQL gives the clients power you can just ask for whatever you need anyhow you want it and GAFA will give it to you so if you are not in control of the API development uh, GAFQL makes it easy for you to still get whatever data you need okay um just just to add um, um like uh, now in 2019 um we uh, the story have changed there's no more GraphQL versus um rest API it's now GraphQL and <laughs> REST API. <laughs> so, so, so we will now have scenario whereby even GraphQL himself consume REST API. Um, anyway, can, can, you, can you give us a brief explanation exactly how that works in our current um, Yeah, we were expecting companies to start rewriting their APIs with, with GraphQL, but actually that's not happening. Instead of that, they are putting GraphQL over the REST API that they already have. So what they are doing is they they have the GraphQL layer, and then the GraphQL, then the uh, the initial API will get the results, then give it to the to the REST API, to the GraphQL, then the GraphQL now distributes to the client. So it's it's in the middle now. Instead of replacing their API or uh, their REST API with GraphQL, they are now putting REST API GraphQL over the REST API. Yeah, and I must, I must confess, it's a lot of work because I think I've I've done I've been an app like that, like a web I'm using uh, Next.js, 
where I use um, REST API, where I use GraphQL and it sits on REST API. It's a lot of work. Um, sometimes I wonder is that really necessary to do that? <laughs> yeah, but I only think in cases where you want to maintain your old APIs, I just want to use the latest technology. That's why you can you want to use that. It's a lot of work, but it, it works that way. And funny enough, they have a lovely library that can do that, can, can, can help you get that done very well. I think data source of something you're about is what is yeah, called Apollo data. Yeah, yeah. That's what, so it handles it and does the magic job for you, converting your and there are wonderful areas out there if you want to go through that route. Um, um anyway, so what are the use cases for GraphQL and REST API? Uh, where do we think um, it's much logical and it's more reasonable to employ deploy one of these tools? Yeah, if you have a lot of clients or different kind of clients, if you have if you're working with mobile and then you have desktop and you have other platforms consuming the API, I think you should go with uh, GraphQL because it's, it's it makes it easier for you to get the results from either of the platform from the different platforms that you that you're using. Well, to kind of, I think for mobile, GraphQL fits very very well for mobile application. So you are developing with React Native or all these hybrid applications, GraphQL sits very well with it. Yeah, basically if you are building an application and you are using React on the, on the front end, I think, I think you should be using GraphQL <laughs> as well. With the typical React application, with the typical reward React application, you you write, you manage the state with something like Redos, then you, you normalize the data with something like Normalizer, then you Persistent with something like uh, Redos persistent and all that. So there are different libraries you have to consider to to work with uh, React and states on the front end. But with uh, with GraphQL, these people call Apollo, they came up with something that makes it very easier to work with those things. So <coughs> okay, with React Apollo, everything can just be done seamlessly. You don't need to think about Redos, you don't need to think about normalizer, you don't need to think about Redos versus React Apollo does everything for you. So you have um, state management, you have uh, persistence, caching and all that's built in and it's, it's so amazing and it's easier to work with than using libraries like Redos normalizer um, and all that. Yeah, you're very right. I, I've, I've, I've worked on an application that uses Apollo and GraphQL, they work, they work seamlessly. Another use case for GraphQL could be if I'm doing a very large application like Facebook, like a social, social site that needs a lot of calls to be made across different points. So it for React for using REST, it could be your service could be slower because you are calling many many endpoints at the same time. But for GraphQL, um, that that solves the problem. But funny enough, that was the re initial reason why Facebook um, in 2007 about created GraphQL in the sense that they want to to load data to the to the user on the web platform very fast, so that was the design for. But if I've been a very small application that does not need have all this complexity, grab a REST, a REST API is best for you. Um, REST API does the job very fast. It's many people know how to use it. Um, there's no need to need to learn again. But for GraphQL, there's a little bit of learning curve. Sometimes you need to understand the concept of why it works um, before you can really jump into it. Let me add that you don't need to be using React on the front end to use to use GraphQL. You could be using uh, Angular, Vue, or any other front end library. So if you are using a front end library, I advise you to be using GraphQL 
but if you're using normal jQuery or you're just writing a normal front-end a normal for clients with no front-end library so you could be using the normal rest way of it but with GraphQL and with something like React or Angular on the front-end I think you should be using GraphQL it makes things far easier to work with and, and GraphQL also is not only meant for React and Angular you can use for Java, C Sharp, PHP so we have wonderful tools like Prisma Prisma um, allows you to use um, GraphQL with um, on MySQL it sits on it and it works seamlessly. Um, we also have a lot of places, tools, libraries that can make that make GraphQL um, very, very, very much easy. And but for API, API have a better use case for bank applications, third-party integrations, because um, everybody is easy to build for people. People are familiar with it. So uh, and and it's been around for a very, very long time. So most banks, mobile apps, or most corporate entities, applications, they use. REST API to talk to one another to get that feeding data. So um, that's um, I'm doing to expose everything that you like that, that that may expose everything endpoint to hold the user just the particular one that you need. And on, a, on, a, on a general note, we are now have we don't have any issue any any issue against GraphQL. We think it's a beautiful tool, but we have the opinion that uh, it can't replace REST. They can only work together to make um, development easier and data management uh, much um, um, flexible for our clients' applications and for developers as a whole. Well, what do you think about this? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it could replace REST, but I don't think... Serious? Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think that will happen in the near I future. Should, I think it's just a big scam, yeah? They are just trying to, uh, they just pour money into the media, get developers, uh, software advocates, and get able to talk about it, which is good, uh, but I don't think it has all it takes to But seriously, after I built uh the first uh graphql api i was like yeah this thing is this to make sense why why do it the rest way but uh, i don't know why but a lot of people are still doing it the old way but i think the new way the graphical way is good and i'm hoping that it will replace rest though it's not happening okay in why the you still open <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening in, in the near future but i think i think it should happen it's, it's, a, it's an amazing tool it's a yeah, different it is, way it's it a an cool way of writing writing yeah, application it's amazing too and um uh, so this is where we handed for today and um uh, we'll see you in our next broadcast yeah thank you yeah take care guys